Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Sarah Kastner, and you are listening to Graciously Saved Podcast. If you guys are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the beginning of my journey as well. So we're all kind of starting in this together. Uh, this is a Christian faith based podcast. As mentioned in the first episode, my purpose here is just to share love, healing, and life with you all. I'm so excited that you guys are tuning in today. Welcome back if you guys have listened to the other podcast episodes. Um, today is going to be a very exciting episode for me. We're going to go over one of my favorite stories of the Bible. So I brought some heat with me here. We're about to get down to business here. All right. So how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing today? I really wish that this was like a FaceTime type of situation because I don't like feeling like I'm talking to myself. Um, yeah. How are you guys doing today? I'll tell you how I'm doing. I am doing pretty well considering all things. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the roses and thorns. So um, my thorn is pretty heavy today. I was debating on whether or not I wanted to share this in my podcast, especially because just the timing of everything like this is being recorded um, probably weeks before I post it. So I didn't know really how to bring this up or how to even talk about it. But since, you know, the, the purpose of this podcast is to share healing with you all, I actually am going through something that is very hard. It's a very difficult season for my family right now. Um, my brother was, um, my brother was hit by a car a few weeks ago. Um, it's actually been about two months now. And he's been in a coma ever since then. Um, I probably won't like talk about it too much until he wakes up and I'm able to talk to him because this is his journey as well. It's not only his journey, but it's his daughter's, it's his wife's journey, his wife's journey. And um, it's really just not my story to share. So... I just want you guys to know what I'm going through and it is difficult. I really didn't know if this was the right time to start a podcast, but God really told me and confirmed multiple times that this was the time to start. So here I am. I just want to be real with you guys. I want to be raw. So that is my thorn is that it's, I mean, I, I don't even think I have to explain why that's a thorn of mine, but just please, please keep my family in your prayers. Keep Andrew in your prayers. Um, we see God moving so much through what's happening right now. And I wish that I could share with you guys, you know, all of the miraculous things that are happening inside that hospital room. But like I said, this is not my story to share. And I just have faith that Andrew is going to be on this podcast one day sharing his testimony with you guys. His life is amazing. Like he God has been right there with him through every single thing. And I'm just excited to to have him here speaking on my podcast, to be able to share his own testimony um, and how God showed up for him through all of this. So that is my thorn, but I am trusting that God is going to perform another miracle for my family and um, that his name is going to be glorified above all. He's going to take, again, what the enemy meant for something evil, and he's going to turn it for so much good. I'm just excited to see what God does with all of this. So um, my rose is that 
what is my rose? I need to start like preparing myself for these. My rose is that I created a new gluten-free recipe. You know what? Making gluten-free recipes. So if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know this, I can't believe I've not already told you guys. I am gluten-free, dairy-free. I try to be sugar-free, but it's, yeah, that's not it's not a thing in this household, but I am gluten-free for sure. Dairy-free, mm, I'm starting to add dairy little by little back into my diet. I was strictly gluten-free, dairy-free, and processed sugar-free for a while, but I added sugars back in. Um, not all crazy. I mean, I do like brown sugar in my, whenever I'm baking, or not brown sugar, coconut sugar. And um I'm going so off topic right now. But anyways, it is very hard to come across a good tasting gluten-free recipe. So when I actually create something that tastes good and it's healthy for my body or healthy-ish, a healthier option, let's just go with that. Um, I get really excited. I get really, really excited. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be my rose for the day. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with this episode. So the title of it is called Don't Look back. And it's going to be based off of a story in the Bible, Lot's wife. Um, so just a little context. Lot was Abraham's nephew. Now this is in the Old Testament. Long story short, Abraham tells Lot, pick a side of, pick whichever land you want, and I will go the opposite direction. And so Lam Lot picks this city called Sodom, and that's where he lives with his wife and his daughters. Now, um, this may sound familiar to you guys. It's called Sodom and Gomorrah. It's very historical um, part of the Bible. And I will just go ahead and read to you guys the story from the Bible. All right, so... Uh, so, so this story is at the very beginning of the Bible. It's actually in Genesis. Hold on. Ooh, Genesis. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it's Genesis 19. No, is it 19? Hold on. I think it is. Am I right? Um, yes, it is. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Okay. So some more context because I'm obviously not going to read the whole thing right now. Basically, what happened was Lot was sitting at the city gates of Sodom and two men approached him. Now, these two men were actually angels. So they were angels in human form. So these two angels were sent to the city to destroy it because the outcry against the people were so great for the Lord. So they were sent to destroy it. They come into the city. They see Lot sitting there. Lot offers um, his house for them to sleep at. And that's where they end up sleeping for the night. And this is what happens. All right, so um, he based the angels basically give him a chance to go and um, to try to save their son, the future son-in-laws, but they don't listen. They think he's joking, whatever. So the angels basically grab Lot, grab his wife by hand, grab the daughters, and pull them out of the city. Um, so let me go ahead and read from there. At daybreak, the angels urged Lot on, get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated. Because of the Lord's compassion for him, the men grabbed his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters. They brought him out and left him outside the city. 
As soon as the angels got them outside, one of them said, run for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere on the plane. Run to the mountains or you will be swept away. Now I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. Um, basically, they say the lot says the mountains are too far. Can I go to the city instead? And they say, yes, go to that city. We won't destroy it. Just hurry up because we need to destroy this place. And so. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, so the sun had risen over the land when Lot reached Zor. That's where they went. That's where they escaped to. Then out of the sky, the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, burning sulfur from the Lord. He demolished these cities, the entire plain and the inhabitants of the cities and whatever grew on the ground. But Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Wow. Imagine that. I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to be a pillar of salt. So for those of you who don't know, Sodom was described as a city that was just full of sin, including adultery, oppressing the poor, crushing the needy. Um, One of the big ones was they indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural lust. Now I'll let you guys' imagination come up with what you think that might be, but they were just it was a city dripping in sin. I mean, you guys can go back and read the story if you would like some more context. It is a crazy story and um, one that should definitely be read to understand the full context, the full um, story behind why God decided to destroy this city. Now, this story so clearly warns Christians of what can happen when we look back to our lives and what our lives were like before Christ. I am... 100% guilty of this. And I feel like it is very common to look back and, you know, especially nowadays with social media, it's so easy to see the memories, right? The memories of you doing X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank. But I always get those memories on my phone. And honestly, I should really do something about this, but I would always get the memories on my phone that would just make me think about who I was and what my life was like before Christ. Now, most times I look at them and I I can't even keep going. Like I will, I will literally see it and just like look away because I don't like who I was in that, at that point of my life. I really didn't like, I don't like who I used to be. Um, and I will say that sometimes though, I would look at, you know, old pictures of myself and just think, man, she was so free. She was so careless. Um, she did whatever the heck she wanted to do. And when I read this story, I felt convicted because I was just like, that is me. That is me looking back at my old life. Now, the reason why God doesn't want us to look back at our old lives is because we will, we so easily become tempted and looking back into old memories will obviously get us wondering, what would it be like if I talked to so-and-so again? What would it be like if I started going out more again? You know, maybe I can be light in the world and still hang around the same people. What would it, what would that look like? And it's almost like we're grabbing the chains that God already broke and we're shackling them right back onto ourselves. God breaks chains, but sometimes we are the ones with the tight grip on the chains because we have some form of bondage with them, right? And that's really what I felt like. I mean, the Bible doesn't go into detail about why Lot's wife looked back, but I really believe that 
she looked back because she had some form of bondage with that city. And sometimes I feel like we can also be in bondage with our sin. I think that sometimes people are afraid of what their lives might look like outside of those chains because they've been in bondage for such a long time. But that is honestly fear speaking to you that if the if those are the thing if that is something that you are believing that is fear speaking to you there is freedom from whatever it is that you feel like you are chained to whether it's anxiety depression sexual immorality there is freedom from every single sin that you can think of there is freedom from all of these things when you accept Christ into your life but I will say that once you accept Christ into your life, you have to you have to work on getting set free from the bondage that kept you in the world. Getting set free from drugs, from porn, from adultery, get set free from all of these things that you may have struggled with in your past life, you need to get delivered from these things. It's not something that happens overnight. And I feel like that's what a lot of people expect is they become a Christ follower. You know, they accept Jesus into their lives and they're like, why am I still struggling with these things? Now, I know that it is so easy to look back at your old life and just wonder what could have been right? Especially if you're leaving so much behind, when you're leaving behind maybe a relationship, a friendship, you know, when you are the black sheep of the family, I know that it could be hard to leave those things behind, especially if you were somebody who hung out with people who party a lot. Um, you feel like you're kind of missing out. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be so grateful that you just remained faithful and stayed on the narrow path. God is pleased when you remain faithful. God does not want you to follow him knowing that you miss the old you. He wants you to look forward to the future. And in Luke chapter 9, um, verse 62, it says, Jesus said, anyone who begins to plow in a field, is it plow? I don't know. I say plow. Anyone who begins to plow in a field but looks back is not prepared or not fit for God's kingdom. God wants us to look straight ahead, not back at our old lives. He knows that when say you're trying to walk in a straight line and you start looking back, you're obviously going to start walking sideways, right? That's what we're going to do in our spiritual life as well. When we are walking in a straight path, the narrow path that God wants us to be on, and we start reminiscing about who we were in the past or who we used to hang out with, who we used to um, be with, God knows that that is going to make us wonder and miss our old lives. Now, in the Bible, he also references the story of Lot's wife, and I will read that to you guys. It's in Luke. Remember what happened to Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep the life they have will lose it. Whoever gives up their life will save it. So when we look back at our old lives and we're trying to think, okay, how can I work this out? How can I bring some of the things I used to do in my past into my present? And how will God be okay with that? Honestly, it's not possible. And when we think that it is, what we're trying to do is we're trying to negotiate with God. But he says, whoever tries to preserve their life will lose it. But whoever gives up their life, meaning gives up their past, gives up their future, gives up their everything, their life will save it. Meaning we have an eternity 
spent in heaven because we gave up this earthly life here that is really just a speck of dust in all of eternity. I want to ask you, is there anything you feel like you are negotiating with God? Is there anything, it could be the smallest thing, that you know you are still dragging along. God already broke that chain. He already set you free from it, but you are so held in bondage that you are still dragging that chain around with you and trying to negotiate with God. And if you are dragging something along with you, you need to be set free from it. And I don't think that people talk enough, especially I'm, I'm talking about the church. The church does not preach enough about getting set free from the things that you are struggling with. Now, you can either be set free from pastors or those who follow Christ who do deliverance, but be very careful with who you go to, or you can be set free through prayer and fasting. That is how I was set free from a lot of the spirits that I had attached to me. A lot of the bondage that I had attached to me was I really isolated myself to dedicate myself to prayer and fasting. And a lot of the bondages that I had from my past life were broken. And it is real. It's common to mourn the old you. And God wants to bring you into something new, but you keep mourning the old you. He wants to give you this new life, but you still have one foot in the old life, in the old you who you used to be. God has an amazing plan for each and every one of us, but unfortunately, we are the ones who prolong the time that it takes to get to that end result. In Philippians 3.13, it says, Brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go, but there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past, and I try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. That's what we need to practice, and that is my prayer for you guys, is that you learn to forget the past, and you try as hard as you can to forget who you used to be. Now, this road it's not easy. When you choose to be a Christ follower, everything kind of starts to shift, right? When you stand at the gates of hell and you start redirecting traffic, it's going to get hot because the devil is going to see that you're trying to get his people's attention. You are trying to take people to that narrow route and he will not like it, okay? The devil is obviously not going to attack those who are already on the road to destruction. But if you are redirecting his traffic, it's going to get hot. I want to read a verse to you guys. I read it today and it's one of my favorite verses here. It's um, Matthew seven thirteen. 13. Um, okay, so it says, enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction. Let me break that down a little bit. I'm going to rewind. Enter through the narrow gate, period. For the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Now, that right there gives me hope. It gives me hope because following Christ, being on this narrow road, it is not easy. I'll tell you one thing is that when I started following Christ, things that were in my heart started coming out of my mouth. And I was just like, wait a second, this is not good. What is in this heart of mine? It is not good. And a lot of people don't like that. They do not like a light to be shined into the darkness of their hearts. They don't like that because it's comfortable to live in darkness, right? Nobody can see what you're doing. But when you are a Christ follower and you are praying to God, show me the areas of my heart that need to be changed. 
come and observe my heart, you are really asking God to show you the sin that is living within you so that you can correct it and he will help you correct it. But when you choose to be a follower of Christ, you're choosing to have God examine your heart. I believe that when you are a Christ follower, when you become a Christ follower, he doesn't just say, okay, now I have your life and here's all of the crap that you need to work on. (laughs) That is not what God does. Thank God that that is not what he does because I think we would all be a mess and the road would really, really be narrow at that point. But what he does when he, when you accept him into your heart is you feel the Holy Spirit living in you. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful feeling. His Holy Spirit comes to reside within you. And then throughout your life, the Holy Spirit will start teaching you how you should be as a Christ follower, what kind of language you use, how you dress, you know, little things that you really didn't think about before. The Holy Spirit starts convicting you and showing you the areas of your heart that need work. Thankfully for you and me, God has a lot of patience and he's willing to wait. He's willing to help you through it. You're not supposed to go through it alone. He is right there with you, helping you through every single step. And your job is just to look forward. Look forward to the things to come. Look forward into your life with Jesus, what you can do to become a better follower. How can you learn more about God? How can you study more of his word? He doesn't want you to look back at your old life and think, hmm, maybe I should have stayed because it was easier then. He doesn't want you to have one foot in and one foot out. Now, the Bible is very clear about what happens when you are a lukewarm Christian and I'll tell you one thing, we do not want to be there. But that's why God gives us resources. God gives us this right here. This is our armor. The word of God is our armor. Learn how to use it when you are going through battles. His word says that we are going to face many trials. It doesn't say we might face many trials. It says when you face these trials and he gives you instructions in the word of God. And maybe I'll do an episode about the armor of God because it is so important to know what the armor of God is and how to fight in those battles. And we should always be prepared for the battle. We should not get prepared during the battle. We need to stay prepared when for when the battle comes. There is so much life in this book, and I highly encourage you guys to get a physical Bible. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm on my phone reading the Bible, I just get distracted. I get very distracted. There's nothing like picking up good old Bible and just reading it with no distractions. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that you guys will think about this story in your day-to-day life and ask yourself, is there anything in my life that I am trying to negotiate with God? Is there anything that he is calling me out of, but I willingly run back to the same thing over and over again? And if that is you, I just pray that God will break the bondage that you have with your old life with your old self. I pray that every evil spirit that is attached to you be broken in the name of Jesus Christ and that through prayer and fasting, you receive deliverance. So I encourage you guys with that being said to try it out, pray and fast, go to the word of God and learn how to pray and fast. God has set me free from so much bondage and I'm sure that there's more to come. Um, 
as long as we live here on earth, our lives are not going to be perfect. We are not going to be perfect. We should not strive for perfection. We should just strive to be better people for God, for his glory and for his kingdom. So remember to look forward into your future with Christ and do not look back. Do not mourn the old you. God has something so much better than what you went through. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please give me some feedback, like, comment, subscribe, whatever you do. I am so grateful that you guys tuned into this episode and I will see you in the next. Bye.